want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. It's Sydney O'Sullivan, and my guest today is the queen of all things internet marketing, one of my dearest friends, my sister from another mister, Alicia Little. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you, right? I'm, I'm just honored. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Now, for all of you who are not used to us, we are going to be talking fast. We're going to be sharing some really cool strategies for how people are making millions of dollars today with the current economy, because I know Alicia is up for it. And uh, just to give you a little bit of background, she when I met her, uh, she was already running a really hugely successful internet business, teaching other people how to get their businesses online. You worked at the White House. What were you doing at the White House? I can't remember. So I, I was at the Council on Environmental Quality. It's a division in the White House that deals with all things environment, environmental policy, quality, that sort of stuff. I was a tree hugger back then. So <laughs> that's why I was like totally unrelated to internet stuff, but yeah. And uh, then there's some things changed in Alicia's life and she uh, partnered up with her sister who had worked at the top of GE and uh, you and Lorette went to Jamaica back to um, your, where your parents were, actually your father was yeah, from. Yeah, my dad, yeah, good memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you, and they set up an amazing business helping Jamaicans learn how to do internet marketing. So um, they were teaching all these people how they could start careers, right? And um, now I'm seeing her on every summit. I don't know how she puts it all in. She's the guest that everybody wants. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm on every summit with promoters from all over the world. Like this one's for, this one's in Germany, Australia, US, like all over all these summits. But I've really enjoyed teaching people how to start an online business, how to launch their first product online. So it depends on the events. I was on that, the same webinar summit that you were tuned into, you know, teaching people how to do webinars online. So it depends on the summit summit topic. And I think because I've been doing this for 20 years, I can cover so many topics that, yeah, people keep inviting me onto their summits, um, which has been, it's been interesting. The times that we're in now, Sydney, we have, we have gone from the physical stage, which you were on all the time as well to the virtual stage, which is what we're doing right now. Speaking, you know, on this virtual stage where people from all over the world can tune in and watch us as we're sitting at home doing what we do. <laughs> 
So it's, you think about it, the impact on the public. Yes, but yes. What's it meant in your business? What right. did it make a big difference for you? When I mean, it made it, it made a difference in that the I do have a digital marketing agency that's based out of Jamaica. So we had a physical office where people came in every day. We have social media managers, videographers, photographers, graphic designers, right? So they all came into an office every day and then we closed our office down and they had to learn how to work from home. It was amazing for me because you know what? I really don't like going into an office. So I would fly into Jamaica once every three minutes to pop into the office and say hi to everybody and sit down at a desk. But now that we're all virtually um, at home and they meet every morning at 8.30 in the morning. I don't get on all the team meetings, but you know, we've got a team leader that does it. The shift was they're not coming into a physical office anymore. They're working from home, but our productivity has skyrocketed. You know, the amount of work that we're able to get done, our efficiency has all increased because now we don't have lost transportation time getting to the office. We don't have as many sick days. In fact, like sick days have gone to almost zero. So then our staff isn't spending money on lunch because all of them are under 30 and they like to eat out and socially eat out. Now they say they're saving hundreds of dollars a month because they're not eating out for breakfast and lunch. So a lot of benefits to them from working from home. And, and to me, because, you know, I shut down the office, the physical building handed the keys back to the landlord. And, um, and that team is working virtually along with, you know, our other teams that we have and the different businesses that we have, they've always been virtual. But this physical agency, this digital agency was in a physical office and now. Uh... Yeah, I think for us, a lot of my friends and I, you know, the, we used to put on live events. Our costs have gone down dramatically because dramatically. We, we and we, we always had the limitation when we were having to get our uh, our audience and our communities together in live events. We you had that limitation of people had to fly in and they had, you know, because I, I international client base. Yeah, they, um, for us, we had to book venues. I mean, my last event was at the Beverly Hilton right before they you know, closed down for COVID. And I think I was up for 20,000 in costs before I even started the event, right? <laughs> exactly. And then, How many you know, have we done? We know, I know. Yeah, but okay, I, I wanna talk about your digital agency because I didn't know you had a digital agency. How do people work with you on that? What kind of customers do you, do you sure. serve? What problems sure. do you solve? Yeah, we, we have a lot of local businesses. So our biggest client is a bank. So the largest bank on the island uh, is our biggest client and then all their group of companies. So they have an insurance arm, you know, they have an insurance arm, they have a foundation. So we do all of the social media and digital marketing on that end. And then we have manufacturing companies, different insurance companies. So just different companies that we're doing their social media for them. What I like to do, other than doing the social media for a company is actually teaching that company how they can do the social media for themselves. So we have one university, which we're doing all their recruitment and social media for them. And another university where I'm training their marketing department of 10 to do it themselves. I always prefer the training them to do it themselves over to doing it for them because it's more empowering and, um, it's a lot of work to do social media for, for a company, although it's very profitable, but teaching them how to do it. You know, in, this, in the time that we're in right now, the information age, right? Creating that information. You've done this so many times, Sydney. It's like taking the information, putting it into a course and selling it over and over and over again, instead of actually having to deliver the service. So we, also, we deliver the service 
and then we sell the knowledge. I always prefer just to sell the knowledge. So um, you, you, you like selling knowledge because it empowers them, but do you also find that they get more involved? Is that the difference? Like, that's what I find. I like my clients to understand what we're doing. Absolutely. Because otherwise they're just kind of handing it to you and they're saying, you figure it out, right? And we don't know their business like they know their business. Absolutely. And also from a profit standpoint, it's more profitable to be hired as a consultant or, you know, for them to be buying a monthly package from you, as opposed to you then doing the work. I don't do any of the work myself when it comes to posting for these clients and running campaigns, but I have to hire people to do it. So from a profit standpoint, I also like the, the coaching consulting or selling a course better than actually delivering on the service. Now I teach people how to do both. And you know, a lot of our, a lot of our students in our business are super successful on the services side, delivering services. But personally, I'm going to keep that side open, the delivering services, but I love this side of selling courses, information, coaching, and consulting. So seeing as how you're teaching people to do this kind of stuff, what would you tell people right now? Like, you know, the fun thing is one of the cool things about getting Alicia back to do an interview, um, is that we wrote a book together like 10 years ago and I asked her what she recommended then. I think that time I was asking, the question I was asking was, how would you make a million dollars fast, right? And but now I'm asking, knowing what you know now, um, coming as far as you have, what would you be advising businesses to do in, and I know, look, there's lots of different businesses and they have right. lots of different, but what are you seeing that's working right now? If you were starting over with your business, what would you be doing now if you wanted to scale to seven figures? Right. Spend money to make money. That's it. Like spend the money to make the money. So if I want to fill an event, I want to sell a course, I'm launching ads. I love YouTube ads right now, by the way, Sydney, I love YouTube ads. I've launched TV commercials, YouTube ads, Google AdWords, Facebook ads. And you know what, if you, even if you can't do it yourself or you don't want to do it yourself, there's so many people out there that you can hire to at least start it off or you know, teach you how to do it for your, like hire an expert who will say, let's look at your business specifically and set it up for your business and then you keep it running. But pay, you know, spend money to make money. If I, if I told you that if you spent $1 to make $10, how many $1 would you spend, right? As many as I could. As many as you could. So it, it becomes, you know, understanding advertising and understanding that you have to spend money to make money. And that in this amazing digital space that we're in, you'll find that once you understand your sweet spot, all you have to say is, you know, what is my return on investment? So if I spend $1 and I make four, right? How many $1 can I spend? <laughs> and just scaling that up to make sure that every time you're spending one, you're making four or more. All right. So on that topic, what advice do you have for people? Because this is a two, it's a double-edged sword. I totally agree with you uh, that it's, that is the secret to success is find something that works and then just keep scaling it, right? Take some right. of the money you're making, reinvest, reinvest, keep reinvesting. But there's a lot of bad digital agencies out there because it's a fast growing industry. And I don't think they mean to be bad, but I just think what I'm finding, I'm hearing from people all the time is I wasted all this money on Facebook ads. It didn't work for me. I'm, you know, um, and I, I think the issue is that there's so many people trying to hire other people to do this for them that they, they just, uh, they, they take oh, on well. too, too many, yeah, they, they take on too much business. They can't look after it properly. So what are your tips if you're trying to find somebody 
Like if somebody was going to hire you, how do they know that your company is better than another one? What are the questions they should be asking? What can they do to protect themselves so they can make sure they find the right experts? Sure. And, and you don't even have to hire an agency. So my favorite website for outsourcing is fiverr.com, right? F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I've talked about it for the past 10 years. Absolutely love that website. You can go there. So for example, Lorette, my sister wanted a campaign set up for one of our clients. So she went to Fiverr, hired someone actually to create a Google AdWords campaign. They created the campaign, recorded the process of creating the campaign, which she told them, if you record it, I'll pay you an extra $20. So they recorded the process of creating the campaign and then they leave it to her. So now she's managing it or someone, an assistant is managing it. And this guy doesn't have the whole burden of managing it, but he sets everything up. He picked the target ideal client. He set up the ad. He gave all the instructions on what to do. So we still need to, to run our own ads. Like we still need to understand the ad process, but you don't have to understand that process yourself. So I find a lot of times when people hire an outside agency to run their ads, especially when it's for us internet marketers, we're not talking about a pizza store or a bank. We're talking about for a speaker, a coach, a consultant, right? that it becomes a little bit harder to do the ads for, um, but for an agency to do the ads for, I, I, and it becomes a little bit more expensive. But if you can go to Fiverr, look for someone who is an extremely high rating. So they have five stars. Um, they've done at least 50 to 100 jobs for other people and you read their ratings and they're really good, you know, spend $50 to hire them to set up your campaign for you and to teach you a little bit about it. And you'll be surprised at what you've gotten back. We've always been pleasantly surprised, but the, the key is when you're outsourcing it, read the ratings, um, definitely look at the ratings, talk to them even before you hire them, let them know what your project is about and ask them, is this something you can set up for me? And then pay them 20 bucks extra to record the process. So you understand it, you know it, and you can duplicate it yourself in the future. Lots of people want to run ads, but they're scared and they're scared to do it themselves and they're scared to hand it all over. Why not kind of come in between that do it yourself and hand it all over? Hire someone, right? And then, you know, maintain what they start and they set up for you. Thank you. And I can add a couple of things because I also use Fiverr and uh, <laughs> I would like to just add a couple of tips in there. Um, so one of the, the only thing I don't like about Fiverr is that if they decide to cancel the job on you, you don't get an opportunity to give them bad feedback. So just know that that can happen. Some of them, sometimes they get a bit busy. And so my tip would be hire two or three people because it's very reasonably priced on Fiverr. You know, give them a small job, hire two or three at a time in case one, if you're in a hurry and one cancels on you, you don't have to start over. And then um, see who does the best job and then give them bigger jobs, a little bit bigger jobs. I love your tip on, getting them to, you know, getting them to record it so you see what they're doing. Um, but then, you know, like you, you, you can build relationships with, with some, um, I have a guy on Fiverr that does me these really great little animated videos and I just, I just go back to him every time because I know he's going to do a great job, right? So, um, so that, that would just be my thing about knowing these platforms and what the, it's frustrating when you're in a hurry and you give the job to somebody and it sits there for a couple of days and then they cancel. But that, right. that's just, and that's how they keep, sometimes they keep their scores up really high, but the uh, other site that I love is Upwork. And yeah. there I do the same thing, as you said, with Upwork is I'll hire two or three for a small job, test them out, see how yeah. they how they do. 
And with Upwork, they I, I do that too. I look for people with high ratings because right, yeah. they want to keep their reputation. So, they do. Um, yeah. So, okay, cool. So, you, so you're saying um, go to places where you can find contractors like that, like Upwork, Fiverr, any others that you use? Um, those are the two main ones that I use. Fiverr is usually my go-to place. There's so over the years, it's gotten better and better and better. And there's so many well-qualified people on Fiverr that it's, it definitely is my go-to place. One of the things that you can also do on Fiverr is instead of just searching for somebody, there's a section called buyer request and you can request, you can put in exactly what you're looking for and people will bid and tell you how much it's going to cost you to get that job done. So you would go in there and you say, I've got a supplement product. I want to get Facebook ads started for it. I want you to create four ads for me, two with images, two with videos. I want you to record the process and I need it done in seven days. And then they will bid and tell you how much, you know, similar to Upwork, but they will bid and tell you how much they'll charge for it. And then you can pick the person best suited for the job. And then it gets to then you get to see that these are people that really want to do the work for you as well. So lots of different ways to hire, but I always say start with Fiverr. It's so easy. It's like it's the easiest platform ever to hire on um, and, and easy platform so, to work on too. So many cool things on there. Like in order to hire people to do jobs for you, you need to know what you should be doing, right? So um, so tell us what's working. You're, you're doing so much internet marketing in so many different ways. You said you love YouTube ads at the moment. That is that something that they've, have they changed their platform recently that make it a lot easier to do the ads? Um, so here's the reason why I love it, Sydney. It's because Facebook is a lot stricter on their ads and they aren't, I get ads decline that I'm like, I know this ad should not get declined. And then it's so hard to work with them sometimes. But YouTube, it's like a free for all right now. <laughs> it's so easy to get ads uh, accepted into YouTube. And so many people are spending so much time on YouTube. And I also like the targeting. So let's say that I wanted to target people who are watching Sydney's video. So Sydney has this video that has a million views on it. Everybody's watching it. It's called how to speak from stage. And I have a product on how to speak from the virtual stage. So what I can tell YouTube is as long as Sydney has that product monetized, I can say YouTube, go to her video and put this ad in front of her video when people are watching it. Cause I know that's my ideal customer that I'd like to have. So I just like their targeting options, easy use, and they're more friendly, especially when it comes to our niche supplements, that sort of thing. And so if you were going to use YouTube to post your own videos, yes. uh, any tips for that? Like, is it a good idea to have a YouTube channel and, um, Video is big right, right now, isn't it? Video yeah, is bigger and bigger. Video is big right now. So if you're if you're looking to get more exposure for yourself as a speaker, for your products or services, whatever you're looking to do, do more videos on YouTube. I make you know money selling my own products, affiliate products. You you'll get people contacting you about can I hire you to do this or to do that for me. So to have a YouTube channel is very important. And now they make it so easy to have, you know, you can have your own channel and then you can have spinoff channels. So you can organize your content differently. Cause I get a lot of people that say, well, I do five different things and I don't want it all in the same, you know, channel. And I'm saying, well, you create another channel. Don't overthink it, create another channel. But as long as you know how to optimize your YouTube content, 
create a, a title with a keyword in it. The video, when you upload it, should have that keyword in it. Your description needs to have your keywords in it, like keyword, 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 so that you can actually get some good exposure from YouTube. There's, there's two things and it depends on who you are and what type of business that you want to start. There's the service-based people who are saying, you know, I have this skill and I want to offer it as a service. I can teach people how to write a book, publish a book. I can teach, or I can, you know, do it, do it for them. I can write the book, publish the book. I can create the book covers. So service-based. And then there's the product base. So I'm going to teach them how to write a book. I'm going to teach them how to publish a book. I'm going to teach them how to do graphic design. So it's the service people and it's the product people. And a lot of times you'll start off in the service section and then move over to the product um, or co-mingle both of them. I do like both of them and I am in both fields. So it, it depends on the person. I teach a lot of people how to do the service base because that's the quick money, like quick money. If you want to make some money tomorrow, put up a service offering on Fiverr. <laughs> Somebody's going to buy from you. You're going to start making money quickly, increase your prices, scale up your offering. And then that service that you're doing, create a course on how to do that and sell it over here. Right? So again, find you can offer and make money with quickly. Um, and then also take your knowledge and package it into a course. And Sydney, one of the things I tell people all the time is it's what I call my Uber formula, not Uber, but Uber, <laughs> O-B-U-R. So, oh, always make an offer, like make an offer. A lot of times we don't even make offers. I was working with one of my students and she's like, I'm not making any sales. I, I think she was doing resume and cover letter, cover letter critique. She's not making any sales. And I'm like, how many offers have you made? Where are you telling people that you have this service? She's like, well, I haven't made any offers yet. So I'm saying, so how do people know to buy from you? And she couldn't answer that question. I'm like, you have to make an offer to make, of course you haven't sold any thing. Of course you're not making any money because you haven't made any offers. So make an offer, make it irresistible. And then B stands for bump, have an offer bump. So when somebody buys something from you, that's the opportunity when they're hot to offer them something else that bumps up the price. So if you're going to sell your resume and cover letter critiquing service for CEOs for $500, for an extra $200, why don't you add on top of the critique, designing it to be, to look amazing. So then the $200 package is the design. And then when you combine those, the 500 and 200, now you have made $700 from that client. So many people forget to put that bump in there. And in our business, that bump accounts for 67% of the total income for our offers. And when we really started to figure out this, we're like, oh my gosh, we've left so much money on the table because we didn't offer a bump. So this is before they've even checked out. So you, you know, you'll see a sales page with an offer on it and it will say, you know, for example, I have a course that teaches people how to launch their first uh, course online. It's called launch me. So when they buy that course, they buy the course and then there's an add-on that's a branding package. It says, all right, you're going to launch your course online, but are you properly set up to be that expert and that guru? If not, you need this branding package. We're going to create the graphics for your LinkedIn, 
banner for your Facebook banner for your YouTube banner. We're going to create your brand guidelines, talk about your colors, give you some colors, your font that you should always be using. We're going to deliver your brand guideline book to you. So every graphic designer from here on. So it's an offer that people, when they're listening to it, they're like, wait, I am launching a product. I need this bump because it completes the product, right? So make an offer, have a bump. And then when they check out, have an upsell. So even when people are doing webinars, they, they don't think that sh they should do an upsell right away, but you should always have an upsell. So let's say it's that launch me course. So they just bought the course. They just bought the bump. They checked out. And on the next page, it's like, congratulations, you made a really good decision. Now I want to talk to you about an offer. You're not going to see it again, but it's called accountability coaching. So you're going to create your own course. And a lot of times you need a coach to keep you accountable in this process. Yes, you're going to have group sessions and coaching, but what would it be like if every week that coach called you to make sure that you're on track, right? So that's the upsell. Now they buy the upsell. And then, and then you just repeat it every time someone comes to your website, that same process always happens, right? So the O is for offer, the B is for always make a bump, the U is for always make an upsell, and the R is to repeat it and make sure that everybody that lands on your website or here's your offer always gets at least through that same process. Now, sometimes I'll have four upsells. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but they just bought the offer, the bump, the first upsell while their credit cards out, they're hot. I'm going to offer them something else and something else and something else until right until there's no more offers that I can think of. And you just have to make sure that each upsell complements the next and stacks on top of the other. I don't even remember what your question was, Sydney, but I hope well, I that answered. It's actually perfect. It's perfect because my next question was going to be, what's your favorite funnel, right? So like if, when, you're, when you're making sales, and I absolutely love what you're saying because you see the really smart marketers do it. And my advice for people would be, if you are listening to what Alicia's saying and saying, oh, I hate it when they keep trying to get me to buy more. Like, I hate it when I go to McDonald's and they say, would you like fries? With <laughs> uh, it's a principle of retail if you think about it, right? The most expensive part of getting a customer is getting them to come into your store in the first place, is getting right. them to walk in that door. The worst thing you can do for your business is to say to them, um, you know, I see that you have a, a bottle of milk in your hand. Can I, can I ring that up for you, as we say in Australia? You know, can I cash you out? You, you want to say to them, you know, do you need anything else? Do you need some cookies with that milk, right? Right, so. right. Yeah, there you go. You know, Oreos go amazingly well with this milk. You forgot the Oreos. You want me to add it to your order real quick? And we, right? and we, have, them, and we have them on special, right? So, <laughs> so um, but that's what, you, I think you're absolutely right. And this is where so many of us, um, I think it starts with the process of thinking, what else are they going to need, right? Because right. if you don't offer it to them, somebody else will, or it'll actually hurt their business. Because yep. if they try and launch a course and they don't know how to sell their course or they don't know how to promote it, then they're gonna be disappointed, right? They're gonna be disappointed with the results. I thank you so much for being here. As we wrap up, tell me what are your top tips for people right now in this economy? Sure. What motivational advice would you give them? Sure, um, put yourself out there. One of the things that's really worked for me during this time is going live and live broadcasting. Like 
I've spoken on stages all over the world for so long, but, and I've done webinars for, I don't know, 15 years, but I was reluctant to turn on this camera. You see how we're here live with the camera on the times that we're in now, there's been a shift from when we were doing webinars, we just showed our PowerPoint presentations. Now, during these times, I have never done a webinar without my camera on. I really am encouraging people to you know, put their face out there and their energy out there. People want to see you. They do business with people they know, like, and trust. So get them to know, like, and trust you. And then I would say that my next tip, Sydney, is bonuses. Bonuses are working really well for me right now. So even if I'm selling an affiliate product, so let's say I'm selling one of your courses. When I sell your course, I'm going to sell it as an affiliate with a bonus tagged onto it. So when you buy Sydney's course for me today, I'm going to add three accountability sessions with my accountability coach, because I know she's going to walk you through this, this, and this. So this is the bonus that I'm going to add on. And if you buy before Friday, you're also going to get my social media editable templates, motivational quotes, I don't know, whatever, but adding bonuses onto an offer, whether it's your offer or someone else's offer that you're selling as an affiliate, it works. The, the bonuses sometimes are the reason people buy, like they, they'll buy it just to get the bonuses. And I'm finding that that's happening in our business time and time again. So get out there, put your face out there, turn on your webcam, go live. I've made a lot of sales through live sale and you don't even have to have a lot of people on. I had maybe 18 people on a live once and sold 10 out of the 18. So you don't even have to have a lot on and your audience will continue to grow, but go live and then always think, how can I make this offer so much more appealing? How can I make it so much more irresistible? And then in that irresistibleness, what time uh, line, what did, what deadline can I put on it to make people buy fast? We people, we need deadlines. Like we need deadlines. People want to know when does it expire? How many people buy at the last minute, right? Black Friday sale and you just bought it 1145 because the timer's going to run out at 12 and you wait till the absolute last minute to get it happens to so many of us. So give them a deadline to get your special bonuses. That also turns that into a promotion. So if Sydney's course is always available, but I want to sell a bunch of them right now, I'm going to say, Hey, this is her course. And right now there's some special bonuses and then give a reason that they expire. They're going to expire before whatever the date is, right? They're going to expire before my birthday. So the day after my birthday, I'm taking this down. This is my birthday bonus package for Cindy's course. Deadline comes down. You'll find people buy right at that end of that deadline. So pay attention to the deadlines. I well. have I have two more questions. And what, what have you got for my people who want to know how to work with you? Like, have you got something to get them started? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a checklist. I love teaching people how to launch their first product online. So I'm going to have a checklist for you guys. So it will be a five point checklist on the things that you need to get together in order to launch your first course online. Or if you've already launched a course online, how do you launch it online quicker, faster <laughs> than you ever knew possible? So I'll make sure that they get that, Sydney. Thank you. And Thank you. to get that, they just have to go to millionairesacademy.com forward slash Alicia. And then my last question is you just won top promoter of a huge affiliate program and won a car. Woo! That was awesome. <laughs> Did you decide to go with red or blue? Red, you know, I did red. Red, red. Yeah, the red was fine. Um, what, what were your top, how did you do that? How did you beat all the big affiliates? Like what was your secret? 
Sure. So that affiliate contest, I had never promoted the product before. I had just bought the product myself. The affiliate contest had already started, you know, it was 14 days and I had 12 days out of the 14 left. So what I said is, what am I going to offer my people to make it irresistible for them to buy? It was the bonus offer. So if you bought through me, I'm going to design your landing page for you. I'm even going to create your free offer for you that you're going to give away on that landing page. And then I'm going to, if you're a speaker, I'm going to develop your speaker page for you. So these two pages you're going to get done and pay us nothing. You're going to have a graphic designer. You're going to have a copyright. Like I just made the bonuses over the top and so congruent. So if you bought this software, now you have the, the capabilities to build your own landing pages, to build your own speaker pages. But if you could get someone else to do it for you, wouldn't that be great? So that was our offer. And that's what we put out there. And that got a lot of people. And then going live, I went live. I was live all the time. Every day I was live talking about it. And I also did a lot of demos. So I actually showed how the product works. So I believe that when I want to sell a product and it's a product that I use, I should show how I use it. And then I was engaging and entertaining. So I'm like, all right, guys, come on Thursday at three. I'm going to show you a demo of this product and me using it. And you're going to time me and see how quick I can do it. And then people are like, ah, she can't do it that quick. So I'm saying, all right, the challenge is, can I build a landing page in three minutes flat? Start your timers. So everybody's starting their timers or getting their phone to turn on the timer. And then I go and I build it in three minutes flat, right? Two minutes and 53 seconds. So I, I engage people, pull them in, did demos. And when I look back at what was most successful, demos, live bonus pack. You're awesome. Thank, Thank you, Alicia. You. And let's, I hope I get to see you more often. Not, I know. Not, not just when we're writing a book. Not and, now that you're not that far away. I'm sure I will see you more often. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the project and for sharing your amazing insights. And uh, I will see you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Sydney. And thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.